we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be our father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Terry Lynn Scott. I am so grateful that you're joining me. Hey, I'm I'm super excited about this, that today... Uh, episode 38 it actually starts our second season. Uh, we're in season number two of the Anointed Leadership Podcast, uh, episode 38. And what I'm talking about today is called Enduring to the End. Uh, <laughs> that is something to me is like when you do podcasts or you do anything, you do anything in life, it, there's there's so much that is coming to distract you, to take your time from you. Uh, and today I'm just, I really want to deal with Endure to the End. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Don't don't give up, you know, because everything you want is on the other side of you not giving up. And I think that's so vital to me, you know. And so first, before I jump into the content today, I, I want to say, number one, thank you to all of you listeners uh, or those that uh, watch me through the YouTube channel or on my on the Facebook page that we have. And uh, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that I actually have somebody that would listen to me, right? But ultimately, I don't do this so much for the amount of people listening. I do this in obedience to what God told me to do do. It's a development of Terry. Everything that I'm doing is developing me. And so, but I do want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of those that take your time out uh, and listen to me. And uh, and this content is adding value to you. The second thing I would like to say to you before I jump into the content today is this, the three things that I always remind you. Number one, if you're new to the the, the platform that you're listening to this on, uh, please hit the subscribe button, hit the little bell to be notified. We drop one every other Thursday. So whatever Thursday you're listening to this on as if it's dropped today, then two weeks from now, you'll have another one. And uh, that way, you know, and, and, and I really appreciate that. The second thing would be shoot me a comment, send me an email uh, on my website site at terrylinscott.com. Uh, you can find me at an email there and send me an email. You can uh, request me to come in and be a part of your team and help your team or whatever, just something, ask a question, how to be on my podcast, or even invite me to yours if you, if you have one. Uh, and that's all done on my website. And so go there and just leave a comment or leave it on the platform by which you're uh, listening to this app. And then lastly, probably again, the most probably for me would be share this content, send this out to people that you know would add value to you. If you're a pastor, hey, share it with your team leaders, uh, share it with your department heads, share it with your staff. Uh, share with other pastors that you know. And and uh, my goal is to help people. I, I don't do this for a, a charge. I do this because God called me to do it. And so I just want to be a help to the body of Christ. And so today I'm just challenging you uh, if you would do those for me. So, hey, as we jump into season two, episode 38 overall, uh, again, I'm grateful that you're here. And today we're talking about enduring till the end. And uh, so like I always do, I love to use a Bible verse uh, to get started with. And so in Matthew chapter 24, Verses 12 and 13, we're talking about the end of the age when the disciples are asking Jesus, hey, when will we know that the end is near? Like, when will we know these things? And he talks about a few things, and then he says this in verse 12, and it says, and because of, because lawlessness 
will abound. Now we know people that just don't don't um, follow the law. It's basically iniquity and sin and, and things like that. The love of many will grow cold, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And, and it's a great verse in verse 13 is that if you endure, you're going to be saved. And, and that's what I really want to pray is that everybody's saved. And so I don't know about you how you read your Bible, but my the way I read it, I read it through the lens of a few things. One, of my own personal life. Where do I need to fix my life? And what what is God speaking to Terry and bringing revelation to Terry and causing Terry to grow in his own life? Two, uh, I read it through the lens of pastor. Now, how do I take what I'm li- uh, hearing from God and preach that to uh, so many different people? Three, how do I take what's in the Bible and lead my team of leadership and my staff at church through biblical principles? Four, this is the one that really affects you guys that are listening on this platform, is this. I look at those scriptures through a lens of leadership. How do I develop my own life in leadership? What are some things that the Bible's teaching me that helps me and promotes better leadership in my life? What do I do that? And so when I look at this verse, it says, and because lawlessness will abound, which means it's always there. I think about things. I believe there's laws. There's laws of gravity, right? There's there, there's laws of sowing and reaping. There's laws of that you just don't break in, in the land. Um, and so the, the law, there's a law of leadership, right? The law of leadership, one of, which I think is a law of leadership, is this. Stay true to your vision. Stay true to who you are. I, in episode 37, I talked about authentic leadership. And I think that in, it's important that it's a law. It's a law to be authentic if you're going to be a great leader. You've got to be who you are. Don't try to be a sequel. Don't duplicate somebody else's leadership. Be you. And it's a law. Well, and there's also other laws. Laws of follow the vision. Don't try to, don't pick up somebody else's. Know what your mission is. Know where you're called. Don't, don't be concerned with who's not there. Be at, go after who is there, right? These are laws to Terry when it talks about leadership. And so I look at this and this is what it says, because it abounds, the lawlessness will abound. The love of many will grow cold. Uh, and this is what I, I love this about grow cold. When you look at the Greek, because I'm a Bible guy, uh, I want to know what that looks like. The Greek means Psycho, uh, which is we get our word psycho from. Okay, and so it's psychotic mindset. If when there's lawlessness and it's abounding, you become psycho. <laughs> and so I, just here, bear bear with me for a minute, okay? And, and so if I take the biblical perspective through the lens of leadership, is how do I become psychotic in my leadership? It's when I don't follow the laws of leadership in the kingdom or in the church or the way Jesus set it up, where there's lawlessness. When I don't abide by the things that I'm supposed to buy, do the things that I'm supposed to do, then I'm going to become psychotic. There's another verse that kind of ties into this. Watch Hebrews chapter 12, verse three. And it says, for consider him who's Jesus, who endured such hostility, we're talking about the cross, from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. And so here's what happens. You get tired because of all of the problems that come against you, all of the issues, everything that's not going right. People are against you, people mocking you, talking about you, the day, the society, the government, whatever that is to you that's an attack on you, it's designed to discourage your soul and cause you to become weary. I'm talking about endure to the end today. So when I look at these two verses simultaneously and side by side, I want you to understand something. Everything in life is designed to get you out of focus. 
Everything in life is designed to call, to steal your purpose. Everything, what I mean by everything that's not going right in your purpose, everything opposite is designed to get you out of your purpose, to get you away from what you're supposed to do. The thing that fulfills you, the thing that brings you great peace and, and everything in life is designed. Every ploy of the enemy is designed to get you to the place where you quit where you throw in the towel and you lose your mind, everything in life. We take these two verses, look through them in the lens of leadership, and you have to understand, I get this, that leadership is not easy. Authentic leadership is not easy. Genuine leadership is not easy. Why? Because not everybody is looking for that. Not everybody agrees with you. Not everybody loves you. Not everybody, so on and so forth. You may have competition. You may have opposition to your business, your church, your plan, whatever that is. And you can't grow cold. The love of many will grow cold. What does that mean? The the love for what you're doing, whether it's Jesus or your business or your church or your plan, that love is going to grow cold. It's going to become psychotic. You're not going to follow the thing that you love anymore because of the, the, of the elements of the day. It's no different. The persecution, the problems that come against you causes you to get weary, which means you're just done. You faint. You're done. And you discourage in your soul, which means your psyche. So in your, the discouragement in your soul causes you to become psycho, which means to give up. And I don't want you to give up. I want to talk to you today about enduring to the end and, and doing so. I want to, uh, I want to tell you a story. I found this story on the, on history.com. And in, uh, it's about a lady that's 64 years old on the day that this was done. And she accomplished something huge in her life. And, uh, and, and I want to tell you a little story based on it. You can find this story. It's on September the 2nd, 2013. Um, that's not when the article was written, but this is, uh, this is the day that this was accomplished. It says, on September 2nd, 2013, 64-year-old Diana Nyad becomes the first person to swim from Cuba Flor- to Florida without the use of a shark cage for protection. Nyad completed the 110-mile swim from Havana to Key West through the jellyfish and shark-infested waters of the Straits of of Florida in approximately 53 hours. (laughs) Woo, 64 years old. In 2013, 110 miles 53 hours nonstop, man, that's, that's something else. And so I think about that. You say, oh, that's pretty cool. But that's not the, that's not the part that really intrigued me. That that's not really what it was because see, whether you're in whatever leadership you are, whether it's church, business, whatever it is, you have a goal, you have a vision, you have something you're going after. You're, you're attaining something. You're trying to accomplish something. You're, you're, you're going after a mission. And you're, you're on a mission going after the vision, right? Well, let me tell you a little bit about it. You can read this in the article on history.com. Uh, and and I'm not sure and remember the date of the article, but just search the NIAD 64 years old swim from Cuba to Florida. You'll find the whole article. But I'm going to pull out a few things for you. In 1978, she attempted her first swim from Havana to Key West. Now, 2013, 1978, that's 35 years from her first swim attempt to the time that she finished it. It says this, however, dangerous swells and strong currents that pushed her off course forced her out of the water after about 42 hours. She swam 42 hours in her first attempt. It took her 53 when she did it. So she was uh, 11 hours from accomplishment but she was completely off course because the winds and the elements pushed her off. Dangerous swells and strong currents pushed her off course. How far off course? It doesn't tell me. 
However, I know that she was swimming, but without a complete focus. She was completely off course. That's not all. I'm going to read some more to this article. Uh, she attempted the journey in 2011 for the second time, but but had to end it after about 28 hours in the water due to an extended asthma attack. Her third attempt the following month had to be aborted after about 41 hours due to venomous jellyfish stings. <laughs> uh, Nyad made a fourth bid in August of 2012. Now that's interesting, 34 years later from her first attempt but once again was forced to stop before reaching Key West due to storms and jellyfish stings. Nyad began her fifth attempt to Cuba, uh, at Cuba for, to Florida on the morning of August the four, uh, 31st, 2013, keeping on course by watch. Following a line dragged in the water by a support boat, she hummed her favorite songs in her head to help concentrate. For part of the journey, she wore a bodysuit, gloves, booties, and special mask to protect her from jellyfish. However, the mask caused her to take in a lot of salt water, which made her vomit throughout much of the swim. Nonetheless, on September the 2nd, near, after nearly 53 hours in the water, the 64-year-old successfully made it to Key West. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Listen, 35 years, five complete attempts, and she finished it. How many of us have had that that audacity, that that goal-driven, authentic mindset to go after what we believe is what we're supposed to do? What who in our who is doing things like that? And and I read that story. I I, I found that I was reading through some articles and I found that and and it jumped out to me. And it really for my own leadership. Again, I read everything through different lenses. And this lens was the lens of leadership. And so as I read that, I thought, man, first of all, you're 64 years old. Who in the right mind would swim in shark infested and jellyfish infested waters? That makes no sense, right? And you did it five different times. And you accomplished your goal though. And after 35 years of your initial start, at, at 35 years, that means she was like 22, uh, what was it? 20 or 19 years old when she initially started it or no, 35 would be 29 years old when she initially started this thing. So when you think about that, it's like, wow, that's amazing. But to finish it at 64, see, you and I don't have anything to complain about. Endure to the end. Jesus endured all the ridicule, the mockery, the opposition. Nyad endured all of the problems. And so when I look at that, I look through it as the, the anointed leadership podcast. And this is what I mean. This is the anointed leadership. How can you see that through the lens of God? And this is what I want you to understand is just like Nyad, just like Jesus, they both had a goal for the joy set before them. He endured the cross is what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse two. Nyad said for the joy of finishing and accomplishing something, I'm going to endure all of these things. And you, you have to do it. But what I love at the very end of the article, when they begin to talk about her success, they said she did three things. First, she followed a boat with a, a tow rope, like a guide rope. The second thing they said, they, the article said that she hummed her favorite songs. The third thing they said is that she wore a special suit to protect her. And I think about these things. So I think about enduring to the end. How do you endure, pastor? How do you endure, minister of the gospel? How do you endure, entrepreneur? How do you endure, manager? How do you endure, uh, department head in a church? Well, whoever you are listening today, how do you do this? How do you press through? 
when you are goal-driven and mission-driven and you want to be authentic and you want you want to be genuine, you want to be true to yourself, you want to be true to God, you want to accomplish everything in your heart, how do you do it? Well, I'm going to give you three thoughts today. Number one, follow a boat. Follow a, a line that gives you a direction. What does that mean, man? First of all, it's your vision. This is how you endure. What is your vision? Who are you and what are you going to accomplish? What is the vision? At Abundant Life, I know mine. And, and, and I've been here 30 years, the ministry over 30 now. And the ministry uh, is, is just coming into the 36 years. So it was five and a half years before I got here, the ministry was started. And what happened is I jumped in and I caught the vision. For 30 years, we've been running with the same vision. We have the same vision. We have the same mission-minded. But the problem was we were scattered. We were doing all kinds of things. And we weren't following a boat. We weren't following a, a, a directional line. We were just taking the vision and we were kind of hitting it at all different times, right? You know what I mean? Is you just do this, you do that, you do this, you help this, you do this. No, Nyad did something. She followed a specific boat that was guiding her. You, Your vision is meant to guide you. Your mission is meant to guide you. And it's a single rope. It's not multiple. On the rope, you might have three or four things. Like for me, what I'm following after is we are global mission church, which means Central and South America and Mexico, Puerto Rico and Uganda right now. That is the, our number one thing. Inside of that arm of missions, we have our Love Out Loud, which is what we do to reach our local community. That's number one. Number two, we are a discipleship uh, uh, center. So how do I disciple? I do ministers in training. You can find that on my website. I do Bible study uh, uh, or Bible school in our church. We do uh, four semesters a year at five courses each, 20 weeks a year in a free Bible school in our church to disciple people. We're starting a one-on-one discipleship program inside the arm of discipleship. And the, and the third thing that we do uh, is we develop, train, and equip ministers for the work of the ministry, which means I'm building up pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets, and apostles. I'm building up department heads, church leaders, elders in the church, and I'm going to send them out and to do what God's called them to do. Three arms, missions, individual discipleship, and, and leadership development. Those are the three things that I do, and that's following the boat. And if it doesn't fit those things, I'm not doing it. That's a single toe line. It's a single guideline. This is how you endure. You stick true. You're genuine. You're authentic to what your vision is. If you go back and listen to 37, if you haven't, I talked about you have a grace according to the measure of the gift. God has anointed you to do exactly what you've been called to do with the gift on the inside of you. The second thing about following a boat is know your mission statement. Know what, know what your mission-driven purpose is. What are you doing in the moment? What is the thing you're focused on right now? Don't try to multitask. It's not going to be effective. The third thing about following that boat, it brings peace. You don't have to worry. You just follow God. You follow the thing God has put on the inside of you. Don't try to develop it. Don't try to cultivate something. Don't try to dream something new. Follow exactly what God is, has given you, put on the inside of you, and then peace will follow. When there's no peace, you got to ask the question. Where there's peace, chase it and go after it. The second thing she did, she hummed her favorite songs that kept her concentrated. <laughs> Man, listen, this is so powerful, but the lens of leadership by the which I looked at this, I looked at some things. I believe this proverb says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So how are you thinking? What does that mean? Think that means to meditate on. That means to concentrate on, which means what are you saying? What are you saying out of your mouth? What are you talking about to your team? What do you, what, what part of the vision that you haven't accomplished is, are you talking about today? Do you even believe 
that what you're going after, you're going to attain it, whether you see it or not. If you're not talking about it, you probably don't believe it. If you're not telling people about it, you don't believe it. It's like me. We have never sent out a pastor and started a church in, in the seven states or Kentucky. We've never done that. We've sent two missionaries out, and they're on the mission field. Great for them, and they're doing amazing. But we have never had Abundant Life in 36 years ever done what, what, what I'm talking about right now. But I don't, I don't stop talking about it. Every service I'm talking about, we're going to send people out. We're, we're developing churches. We're planning churches. We're doing that. We're raising up ministers. We're planning them. I, even though I've never done it, I'm talking about it. Why? I'm humming my favorite song. <laughs> What's the thing that's going to keep you concentrated on the vision that Toe wrote? You have to do that. You know, you got to meditate on the way ahead. You got to understand every every way ahead, and you got to set out their moments like uh, at that mile marker, at that if you're running at uh, that driveway, that trash can, that light pole. I'm just going to get to there. I'm going to get to there, and you're concentrated on that thing near to you. And once you get there, you set another one. That's what she did. She hummed her favorite favorite songs and kept her concentrated, right? You got to speak life to your vision. You got to speak to it. You got to speak about it. You, you, the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. What are you saying? What are you not saying? If you're not speaking anything, you're not going to receive anything. You're not going to have a result of anything. The Bible says you have what you say. Your Bible also says whatever you ask for, it shall be yours. So if you're not opening your mouth, you're not doing it. You got to hum Mm-hmm. Of course, in the water, you're not saying it. But what did I take that from? Listen, whatever you're, what, the vision you're following, the thing you're focused on, the mission you're doing it, following after peace, knowing that boat is going in the right direction. You don't even have to think about the compass. You just follow that thing. You follow God. You follow the anointing. You follow the vision. You follow the mission. And you walk in peace. That's what she did. She then hummed her favorite songs to say concentrated, which means focused. That means, what are you saying? Focus on what's in front of you. Endure to the end. This is how you do it. This is how you accomplish everything in your life and you don't quit early. You keep talking about the thing that hasn't happened. Don't just dwell on what has. You did it. Celebrate it. You have victory. But now you got more to do. There's more about you. Go after the next phase of your ministry, the next phase of your vision. Endure to the end. Look, follow the boat. Hum your favorite songs. The third thing, wear a suit. <laughs> Why? Because you're going to get stung. You're going to get bit. There's going to be opposition. There's going to be weather. There's going to be elements. You've got to protect yourself. She protect. You got to protect yourself. Watch. She was stung by venomous stingrays. What? What? Are, what? Or in jellyfish, I should say. This is what happened. There's venomous people around you. Wear a protective suit, man. Don't let everybody in your life. This is how you endure to the end. Know who's venomous to your vision. Don't let venom into your vision and kill it. Endure to the end. Nyad taught us something in 2013 when she, after 35 years, she accomplished her goal. She did it with three key components. She followed a boat. She hummed her favorite songs and she wore a suit. You've got to follow the boat of Jesus. You've got to follow the boat of your vision. You've got to follow the boat with the tow, tow rope behind it that is causing you to move forward after what God has anointed you to do. Be authentic at that. Hum your favorite song. Talk about your vision. Talk about it. Talk to it. Speak about it. Speak to it. And no matter who comes against you, you keep talking about it. And those that are against you, wear your suit, man. Protect yourself. Don't let the venomous people in your inner circle those that are venomous, those that are there to kill you, those that are there to bite you and destroy you and sting you, get them out of your circle. Gather people who believe in you and in your vision, not people that just believe in you. Some people believe in you, but they just don't believe in your vision. Some people believe in your vision, but don't believe in you. You need get to gather people that believe in both. 
Why? Because if they don't, then you need the suit on. You need to protect yourself. Get thick skin. Let things flow off of you like water on the back of a duck, right? Just let it flow off of you. Get that suit to protect yourself. This is how you endure because you're going you're gonna to encounter becoming off course if you're not following the right path. You're going to get off course if you're not talking about it because your thought process is going to be uh, uh, affected by the elements in the day and what's going on and people's opinions. You're also going to be affected by the people if you don't wear a suit. You're going to have to. Watch. People are looking for leaders who won't quit when the going gets tough. When the, tu- when it, when the, tu- when the, the, the tough gets going, the going gets tough. We understand that, right? you got to understand that what, what I'm trying to help you under- to get to point today is enduring to the end. Watch, be mission-driven, take risks, and believe in your vision. This is what, what Naya did. She took a risk. She did something nobody else did. Uh, she was mission-driven. After 35 years and multiple attempts failed, she'd never quit. Watch, believe in it when nobody else believes in it. Establish, learn from the mistakes. This is what she did. She learned from her mistakes. She she uh, fixed everything that could have went wrong. One, she had to have looked at the Weather Channel. Two, uh, instead of getting off course, she followed a boat. Three, uh, she wore uh, a, a protective uh, suit so she wasn't stung by venomous uh, animals or, or mammals. And four, she was concentrating because she kept singing over the same thing over in her head over and over and over, even if it got old. It's never going to get old because it's the thing you're supposed to do. Look, today I'm challenging you. Season two, episode number 38, endure to the end. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. You will enjoy it. And there's the best is yet to come in your life. Hey, go back over these things. Follow a boat, hum a song, and wear a suit. These are the 30 things I want you to take away today. Follow a boat, hum a song, and wear a suit. And watch your vision come to pass. Hey, till next time, I'm Terry Linscott, the host of the Anointed Leadership Podcast. Hey, leave me a comment. Share this content if it adds value to you. Hey, until next time. Go and do everything God's called you to do with the anointing that's given you the enablement to accomplish it in Jesus' name. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.